what up Long Beach? On the road again, coming to you live via tape delay from the 99 deep in Central Cali. The annual tradition is back. Mike and I are driving to Clovis, California, AKA Fresno, AKA Fres Yes, Long Beach track and field student athletes going to the state meet at Buchanan High School this weekend to compete, try to bring home some hardware from one of the coolest events, maybe in America, because track and field in California always produces future Olympians. You're basically going to see the future of American athletics at this event. And Mike, it's, it's always fun to get on a road trip with you, buddy. Yeah, uh, I was just, we were kind of just talking like, we have gone on so many trips together, it's ridiculous as I try not to run into this forklift that uh, just took a real hard merge onto the 99 here. Hey, buddy. It's a Central Valley. <laughs> they do things different up here. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, I mean, we've been to, I, I don't know if, it's still a road trip if you fly, right? Just It's all about the spirit of how you're traveling. Sure. So we went to London. That's a road trip. We, just don't fly on spirit. You've, uh, yeah, never. Uh, you've road trips to Oregon with Tyler for NCAA basketball. What, uh, Columbus, Ohio for NCAA 2A basketball. We, we, we put some miles behind us for sure. Yeah, it's like Clovis is like, I don't know. It doesn't Nothing. even, doesn't, yeah, it doesn't even register. Um, but yeah, always a pleasure to be uh, to, to be to be back headed up with you, and uh, and hopefully we're gonna get some good action up there this weekend. It is the 102nd CIF State Track and Field Meet. This is the sport, and this is the event that uh, caused the organization of the CIF. This started organized high school sports in California, um, and this is the first one since 2019. You know, because of the travel restrictions that we weren't able to do last year. Obviously, we're still in the pandemic very heavily the year before. Um, so really excited because for these seniors, and we've got a lot of great seniors up here, this is the first state meet they've gotten since they were freshmen. Um, and you're a freshman, you're at the state meet, you're envisioning what the next three years of your life are going to look like. And obviously things have been very, very different than any of them imagined. Um, but really excited to get to see them come up here and close out their careers and kind of the whole sports school year for us uh, on a good note. It's back to normal, like we said, in 2019 when you are wrapping up the year, it's nice to have the summer right in front of you. You know, you're gonna be able to recharge your battery a little bit. We're listening to new music, listening to old music. Stop off, got some food, some uh, some Gatorade and some water. Always stay hydrated on road trips. I feel like people forget that. Tip number one. Gotta stay hydrated, gotta stay hydrated. And just talking about this event. And one of the questions we were talking about was how some track teams do it different. Some programs are more complete. Some programs are more about one thing, maybe the distance runners of Newberry Park or the sprinters of uh, Oaks Christian or whatever it is. And, and Long Beach seems to have more overall excellence than some of these other local areas. So we started talking about how other schools view Long Beach when they come to an event like this. Like, what does it look like when other people see the LBC show up? And I gotta be honest with you, there is a sense of reverence towards the Long Beach Poly Track Rabbits program. Yeah, I think particularly Polly and Wilson when they roll into this event, it's like, you know, you know that they're too, like, the, the, Long Beach has won more team and individual state championships up here than any other city in the in the state, and that includes like Los Angeles or San Diego or like, you know, much bigger cities. Um, and it, as a result of that, you're absolutely right. Like there is a mystique around the name of the city 
and its premier sports programs. Um, and I would say one of the longer trips that I've taken, not with you, but with Tyler, when he and I went to go cover the Penn Relays in Philadelphia, that reverence is nationwide for the Polytrack program. I mean, it, it was, I think we've, we, we may have told this story on the podcast, but like Poly is the only American high school team that's ever beaten uh, the Jamaican high schools at the Penn Relays. And so you show up in Philadelphia and literally like the CVS is selling green and gold beanies because there are just sports fans in Philly who go root for Bali at the Penn Relays. It's the craziest thing. And it, you definitely get that sense up here in Clovis too when you see uh, Polly and Wilson walking around. Everyone kind of moves out of their way. You know what I mean? A lot of local talent going to be up there. So it ended up being 26, right, Mike? 26, 27. 27 individuals from different schools. So let's go through the schools a little bit because the story for Polly is that senior leadership. And like you said, these seniors who have been waiting their whole high school career to come out here and do something like this, and now they get one last chance to dance. Yeah, I don't think, you know, something would have to go very weird for Polly or Wilson to be in the running for the top for the team state championships. Um, but they do both have a lot of really top-level talent. For Polly, those seniors, I mean, I'm definitely just excited. That those teams are so young. But Jalen Knox on the boys' side, Lauren Reed on the girls' side. Um, two kids who I think could have really had great track and field careers at the state level had that meet been there the last two years. Um, but who both qualified as individuals and will run on the relays for Polly. Um, Lauren Reed will be in both jumps, triple jump, long jump. And uh, Jalen qualified in the 100 and the 200. Um, so excited to see how they do. I think uh, there's definitely favorites. Uh, other, other kids are favorites in those events. But uh, they could both place really high and excited to see how they kind of close their careers out, like you said. You mentioned the relay is really the most exciting and possibly meat-changing relay that comes out of Long Beach. will be the boys 4x4 from Wilson because they got a chance to take home the gold in that race. And another great team in that race is Upland that has a chance to take the whole thing. So Wilson, Upland, and a collection of other really great relay teams could end up deciding the CIF boys overall champion on the last race of the last weekend of the last season. Yeah, and that's what you want. You know, I mean, I, I, just, I think that's so fun. And you mentioned that Wilson boys 4x4. I have a real affection for that event just because it's, it's the last event at the last event that we cover every year. Um, and so it's always special. Wilson's been in the running for that 4x4 state title for really like 10 years straight. <laughs> you know, they've, they've won it a number of times. They've come second or third a number of times. Um, and so that's really exciting. They've also got some other top-level talent. I think Ajene Lucky might be our best chance at an individual state championship this year. We do not have like a host of people favored to win, but uh, I really like her chances in the 400, uh, and she's a junior. So the bulk of the talent is coming back for the Long Beach High Schools, but, uh, but yes, you're definitely right to highlight that 4x4 for Wilson on the boys' side because uh, they could they could really end it with a bang for sure on Saturday night. It's also incredible how well Jordan Track has done over the last few years and how much it's grown and how good it's gotten, good enough to co-championship in the Moore League. And then you go to a football game and you see Jordan Washington running and I traveled with them for a couple of their playoff games during their magical run of that championship. And every time the guys on the chain gang from the other team would be like, does that kid run track? It's like, yeah, that kid runs track. Watch him run for two seconds, and he looks like he runs track. Yeah. And he could be in the top three in the 100. Yeah, he's, uh, you know, Roderick Pleasant. I think the, the big storyline, non-Long Beach-wise, although it's not that far, is 
uh, Roderick Pleasant at, uh, at Sarah, uh, who's got the nickname Black Superman, which I think is like one of the best nicknames ever. Um, he just broke the state record in the 100 and is close to it in the 200. So it's hard to imagine anyone catching uh, Roderick Pleasant, but Jordan Washington has a chance to finish at a really high spot. He's already the school's record holder for the 100. I think, uh, I'm not sure he has the 200 yet, but he's been running great and he's been dropping times, um, which leads me to think it could be a special weekend for him for sure. And then finally, we've also got a distance runner at Milliken, Jason Parra, who we know a long time now, it seems, because every time we cover a distance race, Parra is involved. Yeah, he's, uh, he was, uh, I, I, been sort of laughing about this year. He was one of the easiest freshman of the year picks we've ever had for all city awards. Uh, he won the Moore League as a freshman, so that's pretty easy to say, well, if you're the best in the city as a freshman, then you're probably the freshman of the year. Um, but he's been the sophomore of the year this year. I mean, he's just been great in every race he's run. He's run a sub nine minute 3200. Think about that. Two miles back to back, both under four and a half minutes. Um, and, you know, I think he's uh, he's trying to kind of prove himself. He and Nico Kokiko from Wilson were talking about this at CIF that, like, Long Beach is known as Speed City. It's known for the sprints, it's known for the sprint hurdles. Yes, known for some field events for sure. Um, but even though there's a great distance history, you know, the, the poly cross country team has won some state championships. It's not really known for distance running in the way that it's known for the sprints. And those guys are really, really, they take a lot of pride in trying to change that narrative. And uh, I think Paro wants to come up here and rep for his school. He is the only qualifier for Milliken. And he wants to rep for his school in his city and, and put some points up on the board for Milliken. So if you're listening to this podcast this weekend, chances are we are there. We are in Fresno. We are in Clovis right now covering the event. So you can follow the live updates on our Twitter account or just go to the website. Those live updates are listed right there on the story. And then just make sure to come back for the video and the stories and the photos and everything, all the coverage from that event going to be available on the 562.org this weekend. Now, the second half of this podcast is something we do that we really, really like. We have this internship program set up through Long Beach Unified School District. We have got high school kids getting paid to come out and learn how to be a journalist, cover events with us, and do different things like set up a TikTok account for the 562.org. And so one of our interns is an absolute superstar. Her name is Nina Fife. You're about to hear from her right now as we do her uh, intern, out-turn. I don't Ex- know what we should Out-turn, intern. It's, it's, a, it's an extern interview. Yeah, it's, a, or it's the exit interviews for our interns. We did it last semester. People really liked it. So we're going to do it again. Uh, she, she's just done a little bit of everything for us and it's been really exciting to have somebody that young with not really a lot of experience come into our world, for lack of a better term, and, uh, and learn a lot, not only about the business, but like also about herself. So uh, big shouts to everybody who's helped us do the internship program. Obviously, shout out to all of our sponsors, starting with Naples Rib Company, making sure that we could get through another athletic year. Make sure you tune into What Up Long Beach throughout the summer. This show, part of our partnership with the Long Beach Post, and we will continue to do episodes very much looking forward to doing our all city episodes where we talk about this last year, the great performances, the great teams, the top athletes, and the things that will be marked down in history that will be remembered 
maybe forever, into Long Beach sports history. And we're right here in the front row checking it out. So to be able to recap that with you guys and get that interaction going, having you share some of uh, your friends and classmates and, and uh, sons and daughters' accomplishments across all platforms is why we do this thing. So make sure you stay at the562.org all summer for all of your Long Beach sports content. We are very excited to welcome on our special guest. She's been a superstar intern for the 562 in the spring. It is uh, Fife Dog, Nina Fife. What's up? Welcome to the show. What's up? What's up? Thank you so much for taking the time. We've obviously done these uh, intern outro interviews for everybody that's been working with us through the Long Beach Unified School District program. I want to take this back to the beginning because we have so much to talk to you about. We'll get through it as quickly as possible. When you heard about the 562 internship, what was your first reaction? Like, oh my gosh, I have to have that. Or like, I don't know what I could possibly do for these guys. What, what, what did you think was going to happen? Well, it was kind of a combination of both. Um, I knew I really wanted to kind of start getting into journalism a little bit, especially over the past year. I was told that was something I would be pretty good at. So this was, it popped up at the perfect time. It was a perfect opportunity. And granted, I didn't know what I would be doing for you guys, but I just really wanted to try it just to see what type of journalism I would be interested in. And, you know, having to sit down and watch sports for the rest of my life is a very easy career, I think. But <laughs> yeah, pre Preaching to the choir over here, Nina. <laughs> I've, uh, I, I tell people all the time, you know, when they're asking us how the internship program is, I said, we have a, um, we have a student at Poly who's been interning with us, who is basically like JJ in high school, who's yeah. like, yeah. who's like, I really like sports. I'm good at sports, but I'm probably not going to be doing them professionally <laughs> until I'm 40 years old, but I do like this. And I think I'd like to work in it. And it was like, it seems like you and he had the exact same thought process at the same age of like, <laughs> I could do this for a long time. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. So, so when you first started with us, you know, what, what, what kind of surprised you about the job, about, about what we do covering, covering local sports? Well, I mean, getting to see how you guys do it was definitely interesting, the interview process. But honestly, the first thing that really, really surprised me was um, presenting the TikTok. That was a huge knock on my door because... <laughs> JJ sent me the text, uh, sent you an assignment or emailed you an assignment. So I opened my email in the middle of a class and I, I think my mouth just dropped. We should, we should, we should not play this part for the school district. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Let me, let me start. Over. start over. <laughs> so JJ sent me a text that he'd emailed me an assignment. So I went, just thought I was going to be go to a game, cover it. Just, just the normal, what you guys do. And the subject was TikTok for the 562. Immediately, my brain just kind of went a little crazy because <laughs> that's kind of a big thing. It's like starting a new social media and you need that to, to happen. Yeah. So my brain was kind of starting to work as I was sitting there reading the email. And uh, honestly, I could say that what I did think of, maybe not exactly happened, but at some level it did. And our most recent TikTok has 20,000 views. So that's a big jump for us actually and nina are we Incredible making money stuff. off of that how, do, how, how does it work just taste um, tiktok paying us what do, we, well, what, do we, what do we need to do not, i think you have to grow bigger to have tiktok pay you yeah. and then we have it, to we have to sell like, like lotion or, or skin moisturizer yeah, of some yeah it's like being a youtube creator you have to get ads and you have to have people pay you but i'm, I'm if just we, saying if we get twenty thousand views on youtube we get paid you know what i mean this is true this is true 
We'll give all the money to you, Nina. I'm, just, I'm trying to get you paid. <laughs> okay, I'll, look, I'll look it up. I'll look it up. Yeah, that's pretty good. If we could reach more people on there, because a lot of people, even at my school, are saying, oh, I didn't know that 562 had a TikTok. And my dad has came and he's like, I saw your TikTok on my For You page. <laughs> and the more people it reaches is is better hopefully yeah. it'll keep growing because then we how, might start making money how many how many followers are we up to now um ooh, let me check hold on can i move okay this? no this yeah. is good this is live this, this is, is live stuff she's going to check it you know you know I, what you know what's funny about this is this is exactly what my conversations with nina and casey about the tiktok have been like for the last couple of months i'll right. just like walk up to them and we'll say like hey what's up hey what's up and i'll be like how many followers do we have on TikTok now? <laughs> yeah, right. Because that's the that's the only way you can gauge it. Well, the first one of after a few days of having the TikTok, one of your first questions to me was, "So we don't we don't really have a lot of views. Is a is that a bad thing?" <laughs> immediately felt like I was failing my job. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, that's not very good." But then no. the night you asked me that was the night our first TikTok got four thousand views. Okay, was, okay, that was our. Mm, seventh tiktok which isn't that good but get that getting a lot of views got the rest of our tiktoks at least a thousand and now we're at twenty thousand which that's the cif softball championship has twenty thousand so then the round two has six thousand uh wilson clinching second place in more league has sixty five hundred this is not bad at all yeah so honestly the more we've gotten but we're at 689 followers. 689. All right. Yeah. I think, should I admit, JJ, we should do, we should get personal TikTok accounts and we can I, up the follower count by two. Yikes, bro. Yikes. <laughs> um, I, I, yeah, I guess. If Nina's dad has a TikTok, <laughs> we could have a TikTok. I feel uh, like. This is fair. That's fair. Um, Nina, as some of the listeners might be asking themselves right now, why, right? Why is there a new uh, online social media type service uh, the return of Vine, if you will. Why? Why is why is this here? Why is it important? And why do you think that like the five six two can use it going forward? Something that you set up, which is which is really cool. Well, honestly, it's just one of those apps, like you said, Vine, that is in the fad right now. It used to be Musically, which was a huge thing when I was in fifth grade, but everyone used it. So using it right now is just one of those apps that everyone's on, just because they're bored or scrolling through it. And honestly, the 562 using it just to reach people that are bored and scrolling through it is really going to boost um, not even just people in Long Beach, but it being on other people's for you pages is reaching people outside of Long Beach so they right. can see what the sports journalism in Long Beach is like. Right. And okay. so it's actually, I think, doing pretty well. 20,000 is pretty good. I, That's think, great. I think it's pretty good. <laughs> oh, it's great. It's, re- it's really good. We weren't getting those numbers on YouTube when we first started up 15 That's years for sure. ago. When you were two or something. I, don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I check it. I check it every day just because it's one of my accounts. So I check all the notifications and we do get a new follower or new likes every day. So it's still being active, even if we're not posting. The people are. Right. Um, this is uh since since JJ compared TikTok and Vine, I'm comfortable also sounding like an old man. Um, what do, do people send us messages and comments? Like, do we hear from people on it? Are people being cool or are they weird? Uh, there's definitely comments. Some people are a little on the negative side, definitely. But honestly, that's all <laughs> social media. Yeah. Uh, some of them, like in all the Wilson baseball TikToks, I would put Drake at the end doing a dance. Sweet. Yeah. Just, just Our guy. And a lot of people would comment like. Go Drake, Drake. This one says Drake always slaying. <laughs> it's true. It's true. That kid's so, never not slayed. 
Yeah. So, I mean, people That's great. watch whatever. <laughs> That's awesome. That's great. I love that. Um, do you feel like you learned about journalism and sports journalism? Like, do you feel like you found ways that it might be a career or did you learn that you don't want to make it your career? Like what was the experience like in terms of, you mentioned you sort of had that idea at the start. How do you feel about that now, you know, three or four months later? Oh, I, I definitely think my interest has grown. One of, despite being a very social person, one of the things that I was kind of struggling with or a little nervous about was the interviewing process for articles, just because I wouldn't want to ask the wrong questions. I wanted to improve my story rather than just be kind of random in there. So that was one of the things I was worried about. But honestly, as I did it more and I was working the TikTok and my articles at the same time, I was getting more comfortable with my work because I was starting to trust myself more, just that what I was doing was working. So that was the only thing that I was really, really worried about. The other stuff, I just wanted to be, um, I don't know if you could put this, I could change the word if this is not good. I just wanted to be the best. I've always wanted to be the best. <laughs> so like Curry, Aiden Curry, the fall intern is one of my best friends. And all I do, I, we all we do is talk about it. And I'm like, look at my TikTok, Curry. You didn't start a TikTok. I don't know. <laughs> I, <didn't start> <laughs> yeah. I don't know about you, but a lot of people, if you're at Blair Field for seven hours a day, people are going to think, wow, isn't that boring or tiring? Baseball is such a slow game. I could sit and watch baseball and report about it for the rest of my life. So just sitting there and experiencing what it's like to be there and in taking the game, not just as a viewer, but from a reporter point of view was a thing that really boosted my interest in the area. That is fantastic. I think that's that's true too. Like it it is true about sports. Like there's such a big part of American life and I guess a kind of a human culture for as long as we've had uh, societies, but like, Playing them is is one perspective on them. Watching them is another perspective. I've learned just in the last couple of years, being a parent as a sports parent is a completely different experience. But I think you're you're absolutely right. Like reporting, it's it's very it's totally different. I I find it so much more fun than just watching sports. That mm-hmm. like JJ and I talk about this all the time. When I'm watching uh, Warriors Mavs tonight, I'm gonna be keeping track of certain stats in my mm-hmm. head just because I sort of like have to interact with them that way. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, yeah, that's, talking, that's cool. You got that perspective at, at the age that you're at right now. <laughs> I was talking with JJ at um, a Millican softball game when they were in CIF. I was eating a lollipop and, <laughs> and he asked for one. So I gave him one and he asked. Like if I you do. This, yeah. Like you do. <laughs> <laughs> and he asked if I always had the snacks. And I was explaining to him that I do because I need to multitask in order to stay focused <laughs> on my task. Like in school, I need to, I need to be writing, but maybe I'm doodling, but it's to help me listen or else I'm going to zone out. Yeah. So if I'm watching a sports game while being forced or like yeah. while working at the same time, it's way easier for me to actually intake the game and the real beauty of the sport that's happening in front of me because you're just appreciating every little thing that counts. Totally agree. Incredibly well said, Nina. Incredibly well said. Is there something you learned about yourself? Well, we've asked other people this question too. You know, specifically just like you working through the process, obviously having another activity, right? You played softball. You're also having uh, your regular class. You're also a high school student. And then you had this on top of it. Like, is there anything that you learned about yourself? Well, um, I've been involved in a lot of programs recently just to try to see what I'm interested in and everything. And I like working with other people. 
So I just learned that even if I have a lot of things going on, I definitely, sorry, I definitely have my priorities straight. And I, I honestly think as a junior in high school, that's really important for me at a young age, especially going into college, that I am going to be focused on what I want to be focused on. And another thing was that I've never really thought of myself as artistic or creative, just because my dad's a huge drawer, my brother's a huge drawer. And the best I could do was like a decent stick figure that you would play on Hangman. <laughs> so being challenged with a TikTok or even photography with Mr. Kling was just kind of a step out of my comfort zone, something that I didn't trust myself with. But when I got the photos back and I sent them to the players I took them of, they were super appreciative and they loved them. And same with the TikToks, it getting a lot of views is just really validating to what might be my weakness and ensuring that I am a little good at all fields you're yeah more, you're, more, you're more creative you're more creative than you thought you were yeah that, just, just a little bit <laughs> that is that is fantastic i love that answer so yeah. so going forward are you going to have to be part of the uh part of the judiciary to figure out who's going to take over the tiktok like you like we, it's your baby so there's yeah. <laughs> we don't feel comfortable taking it from you to give to somebody else but we have got to keep this going because it's been yeah. so successful because of your hard work so what, what's the deal well, honestly, that's up to you guys. I'm not going to be like, hey, can you guys keep me around just for fun? But <laughs> it's it's definitely a big thing to whoever takes it next or to whoever's going to start working on it, if I do say, that they keep it active. The main reason it's gotten so many views is because I post twice a week or at least every week. And I think during summer, there's going to be dry spots. But even if the little things, I heard Polly's Powder Puff has the Chargers coming out on June 4th. Like even just those little things that you could just take a video of is really going to keep it going. And it doesn't matter if they don't think their video is good, because like I said, I'm not that creative. So when I was putting a video together, it wasn't exactly what I thought of. But it's more important that it just gets out there and people can see that someone a lot of the thing that I've noticed working with athletes is they feel they feel appreciated when someone posts them, when someone takes a picture of them, because they feel like what they're doing is paying off for themselves, at least like they're working for themselves and someone else is noticing their work so even just little things like a, a powder puff game uh on tiktok is still going to make people feel appreciated because what they're doing isn't exactly for nothing people are watching them absolutely perfect answer i got nothing else mike do you, do you have anything else I, no, I'm, 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 thinking it, I'm thinking anybody who's listening to this podcast right now is like hey how old is this kid is she hireable yet can she come work for me <laughs> yeah so listen uh yeah we're, we'll we'll, we'll talk uh when we're not recording nina but uh definitely hoping to keep you uh in, involved in that in some capacity with the 562 but it's been a blast uh you know you're 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 certainly one of the mvp interns of year one and uh we appreciate all the work you've done uh we should do an awards banquet jj we gotta Ooh, yes. like we, we gotta we'll do like a most improved intern I like, like mvp yeah yeah oh, nina, nina you're a, one of our types of people just because i show up at the middle school banquet to, uh, to hand out those awards with the long beach century club and nina's just one of the coaches for a championship soccer team that's that's yeah. our kind of person man we we love long beach so much we're just literally everywhere can't help it i really appreciate you saying my name because my coach never put me on the roster and from one of for the championship game, I had to come a little late because I was working. I was volunteering at a camp with little kids, and I came late and I missed the picture, so they didn't get me on the list. Right. Yeah. Well, I, I saw you. I saw you, and you're yeah. like, "Hey," and I was like, "Oh, whoa! What, what are you doing here?" And you told me, and as you're walking away. 
because I'm I'm one of those types of people who I have a little bit tough time pronouncing some hard names. So if I practice mm-hmm. them, I'll get it down, right? So I show up a little bit early to like look at the at the program to make sure I got the tough names down. And you're like, oh yeah, I'm here for this. And I'm thinking in my head, I did not read Nina Fife. That is not a thing. I would have to have to suss this thing out. Would have, would have, yeah. would have noticed that. Yeah. They didn't, get me, they didn't get me on a plaque, obviously, because they didn't have my name on the list. But I was talking to the the former president. Yeah. Anyway, he was Damn, sitting. Yeah. He was standing next to me, and he was talking about. He's like, "Well, JJ definitely knows you." And I was like, "Well, yeah, I work for JJ." <laughs> <laughs> and he was he was just talking about. Well, I I was told to put you on the list, so I did. I was like, That's "Okay, awesome. thanks, man." <laughs> awesome. All right, Nina. Thanks again. Thank you.